Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. It's Thursday, September 3rd, and uh, we got to make this podcast quick because I'm about to go into the hospital and Rachel's about to give birth in about 30 minutes. I'm just kidding. We're recording this in advance, um, but it is the morning. <laughs> it is the morning that we, Kristen, you're laughing. Um, it is the morning that we are going to give, uh, you know, meet our third daughter. So um, very excited about that. Um, so I'm recording this in advance and we'll probably not listen to this episode because I'll have other things to do. <laughs> um, hey, uh, today we have Tom and Kristen Bursma joining us for the podcast. If you're like, I have no idea who Tom and Kristen are, uh, well, um, you should go on our website and watch some of their videos and stuff. And you should, um, go listen to our Monday and Tuesday's podcast where we just get into a little bit more of who they are and uh, what they're about and why they're in the Philippines and what they're being focused on right now. So um, just been a cool thing to, to, you know, shrink the geographical distance this morning and to, you know, invite you guys, bring you into conversations that uh, we've been having with people more locally. It's kind of one of the cool things about, you know, internet and uh, zoom and all this stuff. So thanks for joining us, you guys. Um, This morning, what we're going to do is what we do every time in the Bible Reading Plan podcast, which is we're going to read a scripture passage and we're going to reflect on it. And um, so Tom and Kristen have been wonderful guides in this and shedding light through their experience and their context and their um, way of understanding scripture and the Bible, helping us um, to sharpen our own. And today we're going to be reading from Romans 13. I believe, Tom, are you going to read this one for us? Yes. Okay, sweet. Uh, Romans 13, verses 8 through 14. You might might hear some rolling thunder in the background. Oh, sweet. All right, getting some. Is there like a storm coming through? Yeah, it's rainy season. Rainy season. Okay, all right, sweet. Thank you. Okay, Romans chapter 13, 8 to 14. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is fulfillment of the law. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over, the day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in the carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Sweet, thanks, Tom. Uh, Tom and Kristen, what's grabbing you about this passage today? 
Okay, I just, um, I love that part in verse 12 where it says the night is nearly over, the day is almost here. You know, so, you know, things have been dark and, um, you know, for, for a long time, I mean, you, you know, we're finally in the New Testament here and stuff, but, you know, there's, there's a long history by now of um, uh, God's people trying to live under the law and God's people um, trying to draw near to him and um, with varying levels of success. But now, you know, our high priest has come He's made the great sacrifice. He's alive again. And, you know, the dark is almost gone. Like the dawn is like just over the edge. And yeah. there's this, this day that's coming. Um, and it's so exciting. And then, so what should we do about it? Well, let's get rid of the things that you do in the darkness. You know, let's behave like people in the daytime. Um, because those things of the darkness aren't, aren't what we want. They're not God's desires for us. You know, it's, it's Jesus that we want. Um, and it's just such an amazing, hopeful, um, looking forward to something beautiful that, that God is offering and promising us. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. Um, just that hope of a new morning, uh, hope of, you know, new creation, I think is what you're kind of pointing to. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is going to return and take us home. That's mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. Thank you for that, Kristen. How about you, Tom? Yeah. Uh, that first part, eight through 10. Um, this is a great picture of that contrast between the old covenant and the new covenant. And you see that, you know, he lists right out there some of the, the Ten Commandments. And in the end, it's like it's fulfilled in Christ and in love, right? It doesn't really say it's specifically fulfilled in Christ, but uh, love is that fulfillment. And the reason we have love is because of Christ and his death on the cross. Um, and this brings me back to when I read, it says in a number of the Gospels, it talks about the two great commandments, uh, to love God and love people. And what an easy and wonderful guide we have that the New Testament has given us, that we can take that whole Ten Commandments, we can take all of the laws that focus on morality, and it's all fulfilled in love. When we love God and we love others as Christ loves, we are going to obey uh, the Old Testament commandments. It's just going to flow out of us. It's no longer, I can't do. It's now about loving. And that's going to lead us to walk differently, live differently. It's, uh, it's, you know, it talks about walking in the spirit quite a bit in the book of Romans. And I kind of think of that as like, it's the direction that you're walking, right? You're, the, the, the way you're pointing your toes, you're pointing your toes toward Christ and doing it his way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that last part, I, Kristen said that really good. I really, I really say amen to when she talks about the dawn is soon coming. Um, the light is soon going to be here. Like, yeah, we still, there still is, like we're still not in the, uh, the, the fulfillment of the kingdom. We're still in that, the tension between, it's called the already but not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's coming soon. And so let's not live in the old way in darkness. Let's live uh, Christ's way. Let's live as people of the light. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, that was what was grabbing me was um, uh, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, again, couldn't help but thinking about the Exodus passage, the Passover and uh, the sacrifice of the lamb, the, the barbecue, the feast that they have of the lamb the night before being delivered and how it's in the middle of the night that they feast on the lamb. And then in the morning, they're actually delivered. So they're delivered in one sense, 
they're saved in one sense the night before when the, the Passover happens and their, their, their lives are spared, you know, they're rescued. But then they're delivered and saved again in the morning when the, they're finally taken home. You know what I mean? And of course, we know the story. They don't go directly home. They go. To, but for them right now, the, the, the night is over and they're out of, from their slavery. They're delivered to a new land. And uh, I think, man, that's a great picture of today. This already not yet. Right. Like, yes, Jesus has come and rescued us. And the Passover has happened. The lamb has been sacrificed and we are feasting on him all night, you know, as we wait for the dawn, as we wait for our deliverance to be taken home. So um, it just gives me a new picture of, I, I never saw that, um, gives me a new picture of Christ's salvation and the, the waiting at like people who have eaten the Passover, who know they're saved, but they're waiting for the dawn and they're waiting to be taken home. They're waiting for, you know, deliverance through the sea. So um, that was just uh, something that was uh, you know, drawing me out of this passage. And then, um, Tom, you're talking about the law and it being fulfilled in love. I just can't help but think about your guys's context right now in ministry, whether it's for the 14 years you guys are doing uh, church planting uh, on a remote island or what you're doing now. Um, there's so much translation that has to happen, not only in your language, like you said, you, you've learned the language um, there, but also in how do we teach people to follow the gospel when so much of the way we've come to understand it is through Western eyes, through foreign eyes, and we have to recontextualize it, right? I would imagine that verses like verses eight through 10 are going to be really um, powerful and applicable and necessary as you're trying to figure out how do we interpret God's law, which seems like the letter of the law, to to God, the spirit of law, and then back to the letter of law in their context. You know what I mean? So like, what what role did that play for you guys as you're trying to figure out how do we contextualize and interpret and um, make the gospel something that hits the ground here? Um, and what role does love play in that? Yeah, and when we were new missionaries, one of our prayers was God, give us a mentor, because we don't know how to do that. <laughs> we have no and idea what we're doing. Uh, Filipinos and who, showed us what it means to love in this context. Yeah. And one of the things that really jumped out to me as we were there for, the, lo the longer we were there, the more we learned about what it looks like to love in that context. And it is, there is differences. Um, another big difference would be working with the poor and working with the wealthy. You know, what love is gonna look like from different cultures, the, the US and the Philippine culture, but also how are you going to show love to poor? How are you going to show love to wealthy is, is going to be different. So I think what you said is a really great, it's a really great insight that uh, we have to know the context and, and um, how do we be incarnational? You know, Christ came down in, in a Jewish poor community and live that lifestyle. How do we live that lifestyle and show love in the context of well, and even just little tiny things we learn, like in the U.S., usually the important way to show love at a gathering is to show up kind of on time and hang out for a while. And it doesn't totally matter when you leave. Um, Philippines is opposite. doesn't really matter sh when you show up, but you better, you know, stay to the stay end. Stay for the whole thing. You know, once even you're there, you're there. Yeah. You know, just, you know, just learning all those little things yeah. and, you know, trying to figure how do we show love to people? Um, not in the way we feel like showing it, but in the way they can receive it. 
Yeah, I think that's huge. Um, I think that's why this passage is so important because it helps us um, translate the gospel into our own lives uh, from the biblical text, right? Like, and from, you know, our own growing up or from our, what we inherited, the, who shared the gospel with us at first to be able to um, contextualize whatever. I mean, you guys is a somewhat, you know, extreme example of having to recontextualize the gospel, but we all have to do that in small ways in our own lives or when we get married or whatever to figure out or whoever we're relating to, to figure out what, what does it mean to love this person? And what I am assuming love means for me may not be received as love for them. And, um, and not to say love can be anything, right. But um, there's definitely the command to love and that love fulfills the law. And so how do we um, interpret scripture through that lens? Um, so yeah, thanks for that. I appreciate just. Um, can, I, can I cut you off yeah. real quick? Something that one thing that was very interesting in their lives in the Philippines. Uh, one of the hard things actually would be how the Filipinos would show love to us. Yeah. And it wasn't always what we wanted. Actually. Okay. So tell me a story about that. Yeah. I would say like one of the things that's very common to, to honor somebody would be if I would go, let's say I go to a, a I'd be a visitor yeah, right. at, a, at, a, at a church that I've never been to before. Oh. And as a foreigner, I show up, what they want to do is the whole center of the service is on me. Yeah. My oh, wife and everybody, I, and now you guys got to stand us, up. And then and... we have to stand up and then we have to share. And it's this way to like honor us and love us. And, and we hate it. But like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be involved that way. Um, but again, then like we're visitors here in the Philippines. And so, yep. Guests. We, even though I don't want to be loved that way, because we're guests, because we're here as ambassadors for Christ, we'll go with a big smile and we'll do it and yeah. we'll <laughs> thank them afterwards. And so yeah. we'll receive their love. We'll receive their love. Yeah. And I can see it's like that is their intention to love us, even though it's not necessarily how I want to be loved. Nor how our children desire to be loved. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, the, being, uh, being receptive, not only like figuring out how to give love to other people, but figuring out how to receive love. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think that's a, maybe a lifelong process. How do we give and receive love to one another to realize that, that love is a language that we have to learn. And it's it, it, the language is a little bit different in every for every person. Um, so yeah, definitely laying our lives down for sure. I mean, the commonality in all of that is by letting go of your own conception of what love is, you're able to receive it from other people. And by letting go of your own reception, you know, perception of what love is, you're able to give it to other people too in, in, mm -hmm. in true love. So I think that's an important thing and how we understand Jesus' sacrifice as well. So, um, well, sweet. Thanks guys for some of those insights. And um, I think, you know, you could split this passage in, in two sides. You know, one is about, maybe hope for um, tomorrow, hope for, uh, you know, the new creation, the new Jerusalem that God is bringing to the world. And the, the, the first half is about loving our, our neighbor. Um, hopefully those are, I mean, we could have a whole other podcast, so how those things are tied together, but um, hopefully those um, are tied together in our experience today and um, throughout this week as we're waiting, anticipating God's uh, coming kingdom as we're waiting for things to be made right, as we're frustrated with the way things are, um, we're able to live into God's love um, today in the moment. So 
Go in peace, everybody, and we will catch up with you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.